Yes, welcome to All the Horrible Things, episode 22. We are taking you to camp. We're going to camp! <laughs> All the horrible things goes to camp! It's about time. I, I was never a camp kid. Were you a camp kid? You know what? I went to camp twice as a youngin. In sixth grade, our high, or not high school, but our elementary school had to go as a class. And then we went with the other high school. I was Downers Grove North. Then we saw the kids with Downers Grove South, and we'd never seen these kids before, and we were stuck with them for a weekend. Oh, weird. Um, at Camp Edwards, which actually was my second time, because I remember a couple of years prior, when I was probably 10, uh, I was sent to a camp up in Wisconsin yeah. for like a whole week. Thankfully, I had one buddy there with me, but in preparation for this cast, I was trying to think of a good story. I can't remember anything. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, that, that's kind of the irony of it. There's so much that goes on in these horror camp movies when in reality, camp is pretty banal. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you just play it's, games. It's pretty boring. You just play games and do nature hikes. And I mean, I remember like having crushes on the girls from, from Downers Grove South or whatever. So yeah. I don't know. There was that. And, oh, I, I take it back. It wasn't Downers Grove North and Downers Grove South. It was the elementary schools from each side. Gotcha. Uh, right. Springfield, yeah. no, Shelbyville. Yeah, sixth grade. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that was cool. That was the most momentous part about it is you saw kids. Then a couple of years later, you're going to go to high school, school with. That's cool. And now, I never like a preview of the kids you're going to have in your future. That's yeah. Yeah. Hopefully everything worked out. I, I think there's a, a funny story that um, Larry David of you know curb your enthusiasm seinfeld fame yeah. met richard lewis like his best friend in like yeah. summer camp they've wow. known each other that long i think that's that's um that's just that's so amazing to me i i never went to dollars camp. to donuts they <laughs> would have been a lot like angela i've been real from <laughs> sleepaway camp reluctant to get into the water reluctant <laughs> to do any of the activities just sit there on the bench than angela <laughs> But uh, yes, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's awesome because their dynamic in Curb is, is so wonderful oh, to know that it goes back to summer camp Yeah, is hilarious, hilarious to uh, hear. The other funny thing I noticed about doing the research for these movies is that there's straight up moments from these 80s camp movies that Wet Hot Summer, Wet, wet Hot American Summer uh, just yes. plucked from me. <laughs> right. You know, like yeah, the inspiration. Yeah, there's a lot of the same tropes wasn't just like the movie meatballs which you know there's that in there as well but they they plucked from these horror movies which is, is just brilliant because they, these movies have some very funny moments i think it's just because they it was do. the 80s though they definitely do um yeah i think what hot american summer really does well with you know satirizing what's going on in yeah. these these yeah. flicks and of course with a cast that can't can't be beat Absolutely. Uh, at the top of the episode here, we want to address the fact that we will not be talking about Friday the 13th for for multiple reasons. One, I think it's fun to to not take the obvious pick here. And if you go back a few episodes, we, we covered some of the um, Friday the 13th movies already. So let's let's move away from that. Let's talk about some of these other gems from most Heck of them yeah. are from the 1980s. Not all of them, but. Um, there were some some movies on here that I had been wanting to watch for a long time, like 1981's The Burning. Now, yeah, before we do that, I just wanted to note here, the ones that we looked at are really only from the 80s and then the teens yeah. from, from what I'm seeing on my list, with the one exception that's a kind of little comedy horror camps scene in uh, Adam's Family Values, yeah. which we'll get to. That's the only one in the 90s. Otherwise, we don't even have any in right. the aughts. It's kind of interesting to see that cycle, you know? Oh, absolutely. So, you know, 
I can't movies kind of like hit in the eighties and then hit in the teens again. Well, yeah, you have to, you have to wonder is summer camp something like the video store is just a part of time, you know, like we've moved away from it mm. or do they still exist? Uh, that that's interesting. I, I mean, I'm surprised you didn't go. I, I thought like all the kids in the DuPage area had to go sixth grade. Um, no, never. But yeah, maybe it's something that's phasing out. Maybe things are getting a little too helicopter parenty. Don't want to send away your kids sort of thing. Yeah. From my perspective, my parents couldn't wait to get rid of me for a week. You know, <laughs> Thank God. that's what I saw. We have a week to ourselves. There. Yes. A get break. Rid of brat. A break. Well, yeah, let's talk about 81's The Burning. And let's say right at the top here that we do not approve of the writer of this movie. Oh, the I. The creator and writer is the notorious Harvey Weinstein. Oh, you know what? I think I did see Miramax pop up at the beginning. I'm like, I didn't even know that they were doing things yet. No, not only do we not uh, approve of him, there's some really just bad jokes and and yes. um and you you can chalk that up to the eighties, but just some stuff that just really does not hold up well in a lot of these movies. For sure, I mean one of the staples of these flicks is gratuitous boobs. Oh, so my many boobs! God, Sleepaway Camp Two <laughs> is all <laughs> boobs. Uh, but the Indeed. burning, you've got a young Jason Alexander. How how exciting was it to see young with hair? With hair. And he has the exact same like uh, tonal and vocal patterns. It's just it's hilarious to watch. It was so fun because honestly, I think I've only seen Jason Alexander work outside of Seinfeld and maybe one or two movies post Seinfeld. Right. One where he's like part of uh, like a, a group of gay friends. I remember that being really strong flick. Um, and then, of course, he had his spinoff, not spinoff, but subsequent sitcom to Seinfeld that failed where he was like a stress management guy or a mm. motivational speaker. It didn't work. Didn't but work. to see him with hair and essentially the comedic relief in this movie. But also possibly the jock. Was he the jock? He, they've got well, him in there's a the one big lug. There's the yeah. one big blonde, long-haired lug that might have been a little more jockey than him. Okay. But yeah, I mean, you know, not only got him, but you got Fisher Stevens Fisher in this Stevens. one too. And did you also know there is a very young Holly Hunter in there? <gasps> who didn't have a darn line no, as we were don't. watching it we kept trying to be like spotter where is she where yeah. is she yeah and she doesn't say a darn thing and i was so bummed because i wanted to hear her twang i know her southern twang i know you also have an actor um one of our uh, um main characters here uh brian backer who plays alfred i think his character's name is he's been oh yeah 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 he was also in Fast Times at Richmond High, um, Police wow. Academy movie, I think. Uh, I, I'm just saying this movie launched some careers here. And I remember before I had even like watched this, people would always reference the raft scene in this movie. Um, oh, my goodness. Which is probably the highlight of the movie. They had assembled yeah, a pretty good raft. So. <laughs> It's certainly better than the ridiculously long ending sequence. The chase. That, oh my gosh. What? That, I mean, that happens on Friday too. And even Texas yeah. Chainsaw, there's just these ridiculous yeah. chase scenes at the end. Um, but before we jump to that raft one, let's talk about our killer. Yeah. Because we, act, we get to see at the top of the movie what made Cropsy. Cropsy. Yeah. <laughs> so this movie starts off like a lot of. 80s or summer camp movies with a prank now 
I don't know if they were saying it in the dialogue. I think I was just trying to figure out what, what was going on because they basically broke into to Cropsey's cabin and put a a burning skull? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. What, what it's was that? something the goth kids would have as decoration <laughs> now, though, you know? It yeah, was, yeah. Yeah, it was like a melted, it was like, it looked like a skull that had candles on it and melted Where over did it, they and then get they put, that? like, worms in the, in the nostril holes, right? And it was on fire a little bit. It yeah. was burning at the top. Yes. But it really just looked like a, a Halloween candle to me, you know? Right. <laughs> so they put that at And then they start pounding on the window. <laughs> The pounding. Yeah, then they gotta wake this drunk up because he's established as kind of this cantankerous drunk who is the uh, groundskeeper essentially. Yeah. Uh, so then, yeah, they all but break the window to wake him up, and he sees this candle <laughs> and freaks the heck out and tosses it towards himself. <laughs> he pulls it. He pulls it toward him, and his like wool blankets just oh, go off. His legs go off. His flames. whole body goes up, and the kids are like, "Let's get the hell out of here!" <laughs> Instead of doing anything to help him. I no, mean, yeah, they, I mean, they just watch him burn. Essentially, now, they established that they didn't like him and that he may not be the best guy. But do, do we really know? Like, was he was he abusive in any way? Because um, last week's uh, episode where we were talking about like origin stories, we were talking about Freddy Krueger and, and being, um, you know, kind of born from fire. We totally could have said Cropsey was as we well. We could have mentioned Cropsey. He is definitely a product <laughs> of fire. Uh, Glazer was the big jock. I was trying to think of that guy's name, but Glazer was our our, our big okay jerk face. Our stereotypical <laughs> jock. Um, who, what's the who's the main guy? Todd. Todd's our main guy, right? Yeah. Todd was the youngest one of the crew at the beginning to be part of this prank. So five years later, when we pick up with what's going down at uh do we have a camp name for this one yeah camp blackfoot that's right which is interesting that's right, right. um he's this character todd was part of it now he's come back as a counselor and he's essentially our main would you say he's yeah. our I th- I, main I, protagonist yeah if not him him and his counterpart michelle um yeah. okay. who who also yeah. launched her career in this movie and the only other movie i really know her from was Bloodsport, where she is the reporter who's following van damme uh, she's one of those actresses who always seems like she's squinting. And, I mean, <laughs> am I wrong? But she has a very Karen-esque vi- vibe. It's always like she has like not a smile, but like a little bit of a grimace and yeah. squinty eyes. Didn't love Michelle. Uh, I'm honest with you. But yeah, we got, at least we have, um, you know, a balance in our feminine lead and male lead. And they were together too, which really wasn't clear until halfway through the movie that they had a romantic relationship. Right, right, right. Oy, 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 oy. So was it was it clear that as I may have missed it, I, I definitely you find out later that um um what it what it was his name? Todd. It, was Todd. it clear that he was one of the, the kids from the beginning? Or did we just no, it was revealed? No, we right? don't see that yeah. until there was like a flashback. It's the flashback. Okay. Him. And then you just essentially the only way they reveal is like his name is said once during <laughs> the guys conspiring at the beginning to to prank this guy so yeah i think it might have been better to learn that earlier yes that's what i was that's what i was getting at like maybe i would have looked at this movie a little bit differently if i knew he was part of like the the origin story before we jump into the deaths of these counselors we have a death prior so cropsy is burned but he lives 
and he's in the fire ward, right? The burn ward. Yes. Burn unit. Oh my God. What an, an amazing hospital. scene, by the way, like a fraternity, <laughs> like, um, and then you got this like younger oh, doctor yeah. who's trying to like, I guess, train this new doctor who looks about 55. Yeah. He looks so old. <laughs> And he's apparently just gotten into like medicine. Anthony Edwards in ER, like not his he's rookie year. older almost. And yeah. no charisma <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, and then of course he's like freaking him out. Oh man, you're gonna not want to be a doctor anymore after you see this guy. And of course, they go and see Cropsey, and it's pretty horrifying. Now I will but say he then escapes, and then why does he kill the hooker? I don't know. Why is there that scene? What is the scene with him with the scissors? I guess just to establish that his his I weapon think, of choice. Is I think the so. Snippies. I, th I think so. I think that's all it was. I don't think it was really necessary at all. Um, no, I, I didn't think it was either. And no. I thought there was a missed opportunity because he stabs her in the belly. And there was some interesting makeup there. The belly looked really jiggly. It was really like. <laughs> Jelloey. I don't know. It was just so fascinating what was going on with that stab. Yeah. And then he like is seems like he's gonna push her out the window, but they just break that sugar glass. And yeah. Kind of like pulls her back in. Why didn't wasn't she thrown out the window? I felt like it was a missed opportunity there. <laughs> yeah, for a cool like death scene. Yeah, I don't know. Right. I don't know. Anyways, uh, let's well, get to the camp because well, this is the goes to camp. Episode. Let's talk about his weapon of choice because he is a groundskeeper. Okay. I thought it was right. pretty innovative. I mean, I, I like it. I do too. Because there's multiple ways he can kill people with it. It's yes. not just stab, stab, stab. Yeah. And he, before, um, you know, this is before we actually see a, a Jason Voorhees. I mean, he had all like the picks there. And he, being a groundskeeper, he had access to a lot of cool stuff. That's true. Could have um, been a machete. Our first kill, actually, a first kill in the actual camp does speak to Harvey Weinstein being the uh, writer of this um, because you have this really pushy character, Eddie, who's trying to get on Karen, right? Yes. So he finally convinces her to go out there and he convinces her to skinny dip, but that's not enough for Eddie. <sighs> Eddie gets really handsy and beyond. Karen's not having any of it. She's like, this is too fast, too much for me. She gets up and leaves. And I don't know about you, but I was really hoping for Eddie to be the first to bite it. Oh, yeah, he should have been. instead, Karen, who's doing the right thing, trying to be chased, but not giving him that nookie. Did not deserve she it. She gets killed. But this is, maybe it was my TV, but it was such a dark scene how she got killed. It wasn't clear to me. Correct. I think he clipped her throat. I think so, too. I didn't decapitate it, but I think there was just a little clip of her throat because I know her, her neck was bleeding, but I didn't yeah. understand how she died. No. No, no, no. And, and again, I think we could have established that Cropsy, which he kills basically anybody who is like a, a camp kid. He has no um, qualms killing children, but <laughs> no. we could have established right here him killing Freddie because he, he may have been like the type of kid who burned him. You know, but right. instead he kills the innocent girl, the victim, right. yeah. which is... It speaks to why did he kill the hooker too? It exactly. added like yeah. this yeah. Uh, psychosexual element that really wasn't established nope. prior. Nope. I mean, sure, I guess you could assume Cropsy was a drunk and asshole because he wasn't <laughs> well, like he was kind of a gross looking dude and stuff. Right. And, and they could have established that you know. in the opening scene that, you know, we're getting Cropsy back for being a creepy uncle to this camp yeah, or, you know, yeah, they, for creeping <laughs> on our girls or something. Exactly. Right. Nope. None of that. 
No. And then he starts going after the girls. Okay, but then we move to the raft scene. Yes. Where you're expecting, oh, first of all, it took so long for them to approach that raft. <laughs> no. It they seemed were trying like to build we were watching that. them paddle. Yeah. Forever. And what did you expect to be in that raft? I thought it was going to be a dead kid. I thought it was going to be dead Karen even or something. Right, right, I thought right. it was going to be a dead body. Yes, same here. Um, but no. And I'll admit, I was surprised. Same it's here. rare that these movies can surprise me. Yeah. And I didn't expect him to be so uh, patient, I guess, right, and to be hiding right. in the raft <laughs> for as how soon long? as they get up to it. <laughs> Cropsy <laughs> exactly. can power nap with the best of them. It yeah. was it, it was kind of weird how they established all of the rafts were let loose. Yeah. So it, it seemingly he was trying to make it so people couldn't escape, so he could right. continue to cause. <laughs> and they blame didn't they blame Karen like she oh, had yeah. such a bad time out <laughs> here that she let Karen all just released. <laughs> so rude. <laughs> Poor Karen just give, been murdered and now she's yeah, getting give her the blame for back. the canoes. Uh, yeah. What was your favorite death in the canoe? Because we have it's is it five or four? Oh there's man, at least four it's gotta kids be on the canoe. Five. I think it was Fisher Stevens. Um, well, first of all, just yeah. getting all of his fingers clipped. Yes, all his fingers. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And that's actually in the scene on or the yeah the frame on IMDb that they use is Fisher Stevens without fingers, just staring <laughs> at his bloodied hand. But the last kill, the, mo- the annoying girl. I don't know if you remember this one girl in this green tracksuit. Super annoying. But boy, does she get hers. When I've never seen a kill like this, he takes his uh, what do you call them? Clippers, shears, or yeah, yeah. shears, Garden yes, shears. yes, gardening <laughs> shears, and like has them open and just slashes on her forehead. Yeah, just like digs deep into her forehead. I'd never seen a kill like that before. Yeah, um, I will note good. that uh, what is it, Eddie, our Harvey Weinstein s character, does get penetrated in it, the neck the neck so yes. I thought that was kind of like interesting phallic, phallic stuff yeah that's one thing that pops up a lot in these there's a lot of neck business a lot of neck death have you noticed that yeah and i honestly think it's because it's one of the easier um effects to pull uh, off aside right. from just getting stabbed in the stomach or something but but it also maybe the jugular that's where all the blood is gonna spray out from I don't know. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like it takes away from your ability to scream often, you know? Screams yeah. are such a big part, but if you're going to the neck. Uh. <laughs> uh, but you're right. That rap scene uh, almost makes the movie. Yeah. And one Bring back up Costanza. Costanza's there on the, um, <laughs> yes. on the shore. Yeah. <laughs> you've got the bloodied rap with the bodies floating back at him. And he's just wisecracking and stuff. Yeah. And then the kids are like, what do you think? What do you think's going on over there? He's like, I don't know. Just let's just wait and find out. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah, was like, suddenly stopped one. being funny and was just really pragmatic about it. He well, also I, he's I also really sarcastic to the girl. He's like, Am I on the am I on the raft? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The little girl's like, What's going on? Uh, yeah, so funny. following yeah. the raft scene, we get the uh, the lover's death. So we this is where we have Glazer and his girl in the woods. Right. Getting it on. Um, and then he prematurely um, releases. And she's very disappointed <laughs> yeah. because he was talking. That's right. Talking up his sexual game, essentially saying, it's worth it. Give it up to me. And you're going to just have quite the time. Right. And of course, a minute later, he's done. He's like, <laughs> I'm going to go and go back to the camp and get food or something i don't know but he left her for a minute he comes back and of course during that time she has been decapitated by the shears but it's an interesting scene because again we have cropsy being being very patient and that he had and you know 
methodical and having her head there at the top of the sleeping bag but having his own self hidden in the sleeping yes, bag yes yes so the was... laser comes <laughs> i didn't really understand how that worked <laughs> Because Krause's a big guy, and it did not look like there was a big, big man in that sleeping bag uh, with her head popping out of it. But then again, he gets it in the neck, right? And then he's pushed back to the tree. Another neck kill. But Glazer had it coming. I was was happy to see him get get his. Also, how about how um, creepy Alfred is just being a creep? We didn't talk about the first introduction of the character spying on the girl in the shower. And he said, I was trying to scare her. Now you've got him. (laughs) He kept saying that. I was just trying to scare her. Well, you did. Uh, (laughs) A different kind of scare guy. Yeah. And then now you've got him as the peeping Tom in the woods. I really don't understand why they kept doubling down on this kid who we're following, like through the whole movie, as being such a creep. Seemingly almost to be the most sympathetic with in a weird way, because Todd is very um, protective of him. Yeah. Yeah, and I have and no- Todd's are like main, so it doesn't. It's just felt really weird that we're supposed to feel for this Alfred, yeah. kid who is essentially a peeping a perv. Tom perv, yeah. <laughs> but he's kind of our final final dude. He survives, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. There's a he really. Does. I mean, yeah. We don't need to. Sp- <laughs> we'll just jump to the the barn scene at the end here, where he's um. You got Todd oh, who shows yeah. up to save him, um, and they they do. They they do that classic slasher movie where they think they killed him and he pops back up and right. <laughs> Alfred decides to burn him again, so he gets he gets um stuck to the to the wall and then Alfred starts right. like dousing him like okay this full circle it's, yeah Cropsey it was, gets it burned was too again. much Cropsy is really the victim here you know initially yeah. he he has a reason to be pissed off because. Fire's not fun. I mean, no. I remember them saying specifically that guy is in more pain than you can believe. Yeah. Somebody else we have in a later movie also has a different kind of burn, which we'll talk about. Um, but yeah, the end was absolutely ridiculous. And I remember the editing being so insane. Like at one, oh. maybe, maybe it was the cut that I watched or something. But at one point, like he's, he has the flamethrower, Cropsy does, and he's yeah. pointing it at Todd. But then suddenly that's not happening, and Todd is then walking the other direction through. It, yeah, there was mine, there was some bad edits mine. and some really yeah. bad camera movement. The, some of the camera right. zooms were just insane. So dark, insane. Ugh. So yeah, but that, uh, I will say for the raft alone, it's it's worth a watch. Yes, if you've never seen the burning, it, it, at least it holds up to being a summer camp movie as well. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't hate it. It was actually no. better than I thought. Same. I just wish Harvey Weinstein wasn't affiliated Agreed. with it. I don't think I'm going to revisit. No, I, no, you never need to. Um, so also in 1981, we have Madman. And um, oh my God, <laughs> Madman's a goofy one. Uh, it's the, the legend of Madman Mars. Uh, Mars. This, <laughs> this movie starts off the same way. Sleepaway Camp does with the, um, or at least Sleepaway Camp 2. The with camp. Storytelling around the camp. Exactly. Quite the trope. Classic. Uh, the other the other part about it being classic is that you always start with one ghost story that's like terrible. And then, right. and he was hanging from the door. <laughs> and then you've got like the, the person who's like, you want to hear a real spooky story? And the, the guy who runs the camp, who seems like the nicest old man, tells these campers some of them are very small children 
about this mm-hmm. man who haunts these woods, who his backstory is terrible. He was an abusive husband, um, father, and axed his wife and kid, axed right? his oh, a, a son and daughter. So he had two kids. And then the townspeople, you know, served their own justice and, and um, they lynched him uh, in a tree, which presumably is nearby there because <laughs> after the story's told, there's this, this smart ass kid who's wandering through the woods like the entire movie throws a <laughs> rock and like hits the house. <laughs> but you're not supposed to say Madman Mars. You can't say his name. Because he Mars. will hear you. He's essentially a Bloody Mary, a Candyman of, of sorts. Correct. You can't say his name. Correct. Uh, now, which I don't know. In this, it doesn't really work for me. Why, why, why does his name have that kind of power? I don't know. I, I, I needed that to be fleshed out a little bit there, the way Bloody Mary and yeah. Candyman is. It just felt arbitrary. Now, yeah, because this this killer has no redeeming qualities, no uh, real purpose aside from just murdering people, which, you know, even Cropsy, you know, was was wronged. Um, yeah. And Cropsy, I, I mean, when you get to see him at the end, he kind of looks like that melted candle that they used for the prank at the beginning. Right. It's like this right. melted, really gross, scary face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Madman Mars. Like, Madman Mars looks, is like a saber tooth sort of guy. Looks like an adult size version of a troll doll. Yeah. <laughs> I swear. Yeah. He moves really quickly, weirdly. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's got shoes on. I. I <laughs> He's a big man with this crazy wig, like just absurd over the top appearance. Not, but not scary, really. Correct. More not like scary, you more feel intimidating. Sorry for him looking like that. Yeah, yeah I'll give, I'll give you that. More intimidating. intimidating. Um, there, now there was one really cool thing that I thought, uh, as far as story storytelling goes, was cool. That there's an axe stuck in a stump, and if you can get this axe out of the stump. You get like a hundred bucks or whatever. Um, this is this is what the 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 guy who runs the camp uh, has told everybody. Now, one yeah. of our counselors is like, "Is this bet still going on?" And he gets the old man. So the two of them, the guy who runs the camp, they the two of them cannot pull this axe out of this stump. But the cool introduction to Madman Mars being on the property is you just see his one hand yank Yoink. it out. I mean, that was. <laughs> That was cool. You're establishing. That's cool. I mean, it's it's like a Thor slash Sword in the Stone sort of thing. Yeah. He is the one meant to kill. Meant slot. to kill, but how powerful he is too. Now, see, right. I that's think true. They could have done a better job of with the the, the, the like the actual creation of this character. Um, yeah, because I, there wasn't sequels, right? Oh, and, and another no. thing we should mention is this was banned for a while. I know it was banned in some countries. I think it was even put off the release here. I think they might have had to do some editing too to take out some of the gore. Interesting. I wasn't that impressed with no. the gore. It was fine. It was run of the mill to me. I, I will say uh, there is a scene that's done really well with the um, Madman Mars likes to also hang people. So he hangs, right. I think the character's name is TP because he's got that belt buckle just dangling there. Yes. Madman Mars right. did a, a pretty good job of, of uh, you know, killing this one guy so they're finishing the job (laughs) that's the first time i've ever seen somebody try to get noose so essentially he's like rung up and he was strong enough to actually like climb up the rope himself on his own weight or something and then grab the tree branch so he's kind of like able to breathe and then madman max finishes the job 
He just called him Madman Max, like, which is almost better than Madman oh, Mars. Mars. <laughs> it's almost better. I'm like, I like that. <laughs> uh, by yanking on his on his ridiculous belt and yeah. Yeah, cracking that neck. Yeah. Now, I can't say that I love this movie. I can't recommend it. No, I wouldn't either. Uh, th- I really like the counselors. They did a good job of like fleshing those characters yeah. out. The thing even that, the camp owner was pretty cool. Oh yeah, he was he was great. Like his um his storytelling style too was really great. I'm like that guy is selling this. Like I like him as the leader of this camp unlike the leader of like Sleepaway Camp. Um right. I mean that's that's the point is like it seemed like most of the people that run the camps in the other movies douches, yes. complete jerks or in the yes. case of Adam Stanley Valley was just saccharine sweet, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh <laughs> Yeah, that's one thing I like. And you also mentioned it was a camp for, Gif- for gifted children. kids, yeah. right? Gifted kids. Gifted so children. That was something that was unique in itself, too. Yeah. But it, what were you saying about the characters? Well, no, I mean, I liked them. I like. I kind of felt like we um, got a real good glimpse into who each character was, what their yeah. relationships were to each other in a short amount of time, which was, was impressive. Uh, the other thing I liked is that this was uh, at the end of the season. You know, kind of like the last day of camp in the Wet Hot American Summer. It just, you oh, know, right. kind of, you know, gives things like some closure. Um, it also says a lot about what time of year it is. I mean, they did a good mm-hmm. job of setting things up, except for your main character. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I felt like the killer was was forgettable. But yeah. you're right. The, the actual counselors were pretty dynamic i remember one girl just being like i hate saying goodbye to people when this one dude's like he's gonna be so sad he's gonna lose her and he's like listen let's not do this i'm not begging a goodbye it just felt real the yeah the dialogue between the counselors felt actually legitimate yeah yeah it was what the counselors were well written but (laughs) still not worth it no no you don't need to see this one you don't need to see it um let's talk about one that you have to see and i'm shocked that i hadn't seen it until this week <laughs> and that's sleepaway camp baby 1983 uh, shockingly interesting yeah. and uh yeah groundbreaking even i would say 1983 yeah. 1983 camp arawak yeah now which i i like it sounds a little more i like that better than blackfoot I think, absolutely I mean, that's a more appropriate name for a camp mm-hmm but what we got going on in sleepaway camp Starts off bonkers. It's super bonkers story about um, a girl witnessing like the death of her family. Um, well, she was part of that instigation though. It's because her and her brother. That's true. Were they rocked the boat? They're playing a little prank on him on their dad, and but she has two dads. Yes. Well, one real dad, and then he's with a man, yeah. and tip the boat, and then she loses. Her brother and father to a motorboat uh, speedboat, engine. Yeah, just motor. Speedboat just goes right over them, tears oh. up their heads. Uh, <laughs> poor girl's going to be a little traumatized by that. So and she's that set she with is. Auntie, who seems like a character out of a Tim Burton movie. Oh my God. Aunt. The way that she's got this monologue and etern- internal monologue going at the same time, but out loud um, to, to herself, we, we, we get a good idea that she's crazy yeah and she's a doctor so yeah she's which doesn't to... make any sense um right. uh i know it really doesn't and at one point you see her with angela and angela has this bandages over her head well i'm assuming she was hurt too on that or yeah. did that have something to do with other right. stuff which we'll get to later good good question um, good question um 
<laughs> so she, yeah, well, yeah, so Angela's she's living traumatized. With... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. She she's now living with her aunt and cousin, and this is the start of the camp season, and the aunt is sending them both off to Camp Arawak. Now. He's he's a great cousin. He's very protective of Angela. He's cool. Ricky's badass. He he's, is, he's a rough and tumbler who's not willing to put up with any BS. And he's a ladies' very man. Protective of his cousin. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a best friend at camp. Um, they they go all the way back three years. I think the kid says. Um, he uh, yeah, Paul, right? Ricky and Paul. Paul yeah. becomes kind of the love interest, if you will. Yeah, of he's a weird. He's a weird kid. Um, he is kind of strange. Uh, Ricky uh, sees his his ex from last uh, year has uh, developed and moved on. She has <laughs> no interest in Ricky anymore. She's going with the older guys, and she's just straight yeah, up. Yeah, this mean. is one where we really focus on the kids more than the counselors. I would say that's true. That's Which a great point. Isn't always the case, but we're definitely focusing on the kids more. Um, and the counselors are just dicks for the most part. Yes. Uh, is there's maybe one exception of one one camp counselor girl that does stand up for Angela, who, like in a lot of these, is being bullied. Angela does not talk much at all. She's obviously has been traumatized from from the family situation. But Paul is the one character who is able to kind of get her out of her shell a little bit, talk to her. Right. And you know, he's he's kind of got the hats for her. He kind of moves quick, Paul. He does. If you ask me. He does. <laughs> And for, we're supposed to like Paul, though. We're supposed, <laughs> supposed to, especially to. in 83. You're supposed to kind of empathize with, with what he's what he's doing and trying to make her feel better. But there is always that underlying he's trying to get in her pants. Oh, Which, yeah. Uh, and for some reason, this pisses Judy off, who has no... Jude. She is the most the hair worst. out of any character in all of Camp Horror ever. Jude's hair... It's a lot. Was a lot. It was unforgettable. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jude and Meg. So Meg's the counselor, and then Jude's her little like minion, who's one of the kids, and they just gang up on Angela and Paul. They give Paul crap a lot too. Don't talk to the girls. He's kind of scared of them at one point. The next time you see Meg kind of coming up to to um, Angela and him, he's like, "Oh, here, here, here comes the wicked witch of the west. Oh, I'm gonna go." <laughs> he, be- he leaves her. <laughs> <laughs> Another reason why I'm, I'm a little confused as uh, of his intentions. He's clearly not sticking up for her at the right times. No, right. Yes. And of course, later he gets on Jude. Granted, Jude is very manipulative. She yeah. is a uh, hyper alpha female, if you will. And she's essentially tries to steal Angela's boyfriend. Yeah. And, um, and, and just, just to get of. under Angela's skin. Yes. Which I didn't, I didn't really get why Jude hated her so much, other than I guess she was quiet. I mean, there was no real yeah, there was no reason. She of, was different, right? That's that's right. She was different. Bullies she don't like shower that. with the girls too, which was something she really harped on. Why yeah. don't you ever shower when everybody else showers? And at the time, I didn't really, I think much of that line exactly because <laughs> um, I did not, I didn't see the end coming. Which we'll we'll definitely get to that. Before we do that, let's talk about some of these kills. Which I thought were unique. Yeah. You got this creepy, essentially pedo uh, chef, one of okay. the cooks. Let's talk about him because he is one of the creepiest characters I've ever seen. Let's talk yes. about when the kids first show up. He says something along the lines of, look at all that chicken. <laughs> like, what? 
chicken? <laughs> Imagine he's like a pedophilic oh. Barney Gumble to me. Yeah, uh, if, if Barney wasn't a, a drunk and he was more into you know kitties. The, the thing uh, that, that's, oh, yeah. that's the look he had. Yes, and the thing that really bothered me about that was that the other staff members, the other cooks, were totally cool with it. Then <laughs> they get paid off afterwards. Totally too. cool with him being this obviously right. outspoken creep. <laughs> well, there's actually something interesting to that because all the other cooks were people of color. There was no You're other right. Caucasian cooks there. He's the only Caucasian and yeah, the one that's in charge. super creepy. Uh, so in a way, you're going you're gonna to talk against him? Like even, I mean, even now, it's, it's one of those weird sort of racial undertones right. that was yeah. going on there. It's a good call. Which is actually kind of interesting that we were, they were adding something to that. Yeah. Um, him being able to get away with that. But my goodness, his death was... Pretty good. It His was pretty satisfying. Was so satisfying because no one deserved it more than that guy, right? Um, who yeah. who w- was taking Angela into the cooler, mm-hmm. the walking cooler mm-hmm. to find? Oh God, it was so creepy. And the the, the thing that was really freaking creepy is that this man took his sweet time putting his belt buckle back in. <laughs> like, if you're gonna do that, just do it in the walk. And he comes back out, and the head of the camp sees him right. like rebuckling. Right. Oh, yeah. Mel disgusting. Mel is a piece of work. Mel, the head of this camp, Arawak, is a, a jerk. We'll talk about it too in stage fright, but these essentially runners of the camp, camp managers, have a lot on the line. And when people start dying, they're thinking about their job and their monetary uh, futures more than the deaths of kids, the detrimental or the safety of the kids in the case of Mel, seeing that Angela is about to be uh messed with so i yeah mel right out the gate turns out to be kind of a shady character so we get the chef boiled alive when our killer essentially pushes him into the pot and the The pot falls on the largest it's the biggest pot of boy (laughs) (laughs) the largest pot ever and they're gonna put all this corn in there i guess right yeah so there was corn everywhere corn (laughs) in the cob everywhere but I mean, logistically speaking, with a pot that's that big with that much water, it wouldn't have tipped over. You know what I mean? It was right. just it was would have been too heavy. It, there's I mean, granted, he was a big guy, so maybe. But still completely burned, can barely talk. I don't know why he doesn't tell them who the killer is, like who did it to him, because he's burned. This, they get him out of there so quick. They get him out of there that's so true. quick. And he might have just been delirious <laughs> with pain. I'll let it slide. Oh, that's the another one burning. A, that's another burning. It is. It's another burning. Indeed. Um, so then we have a drowning. Can you remind me of this one? Who gets drowned? Well, let me think. Here. I know the, the one following that is a good one. It's the bees. Oh, so the yeah. killer uh, takes it, <laughs> takes her revenge on, on like one of the bully counselors and while he's on the pot taking um, number two, I do believe. Yes. He, he even says, I got to take a massive dump. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Just go do we that. We need to know that. <laughs> she takes a bee's nest and tosses it in there. So he's stuck in there with the bees. <laughs> there's, a bro- um, there's a broom handle that has locked the door. It's the stall right. door, which was clever. But also. It was clever. Hilarious reveal of his feet not even like terrible no bees i was like where are the bees there's no bees you You just hear them you just hear them but also some of the worst foot acting i've ever seen 
His, his feet are down there barely moving. Like there's bees. They should be stomping up and down. And like, right. Yeah. I, I will say this about the movie. It's a lot of fun, but there is a lot of bad acting in it. A lot. I mean, oh, absolutely. Oh, overacting. overacting even to Mel is a terrible actor. And I oh just looked God. it up and this guy. It kind of works for him because he's very ethnic, you know? Yeah. Um, like Upper East Coast guy. Uh, but what's interesting is you do get to see the bees when he does break through the wall and falls on the ground dead Yeah. yeah. Um, but the way the bees oh were able God. to like, he had to have been allergic, right? I, I was thinking the same thing. He, like, there has to have been something like that because be, his face was like ruined. The only way. Um, and it wasn't my girl ask. You no, know what I mean? Which no, no, <laughs> yeah, I was not crying. Like I did for Macaulay Culkin's death. I was rooting for this guy's death, but they were just the welts were so like yeah deep and it, it didn't seem possible. What it, it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have acted that quickly. Uh, and I think that's the only way that death worked was on paper. When you're saying you know he was yeah. because when when it's time to do the makeup, you're like, well, what do we do? <laughs> but they made him look just right. horrific from the bees. Which I mean, it was and it was rewarding. You do get to see the bees then. Yes, the bees are crawling all over him. So I did appreciate that. You don't yeah. see them in the actual stall. Right. Um, another one uh, kill following that is from is Meg, who's our meanest of mean counselors. And she has the weirdest relationship with the head of this camp, Mel, oh my that God. I didn't understand at all. Mel is an old dude. Not really an attractive old man. Grizzly. <laughs> and she is no. really into him. She yes. even says to the girls, well, I've got a date tonight. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, Meg, what are you talking about? I mean, he's 60. Let's say he's 60 at the minimum, yes. right? And we have our 18-year-old yes. Meg, who's a camp counselor here, and she's she's falling all over him. This is It's so absurd. I don't get it, other than they needed to make give Mel a little more motive to go after Ricky and make make it seem like Ricky had been doing all the, all the murders. Right. Um, because why would... Meg ever be into him but anyway she no goes and she's clue. gonna take a shower because they're going on a date at nine o'clock she's gonna have her second dinner or whatever because <clears> she <throat> just loved dinner I thought we were gonna have dinner okay let's do it again at nine o'clock <laughs> um she's taking a shower and our killer instead of like just slicing through the curtain decides to go through the plastic wall yeah, right through the wall with a knife yeah. and I did I did like this skill. It was pretty gruesome. I don't know how this character had that kind of strength. Well, maybe. I, I don't know. Uh, but she goes through it and then like up her spine with it, which I thought was it was pretty graphic. Pretty, it was. pretty interesting kill. And she's not dead it, in that moment either. I think she falls to the ground still. Now, oh. right before this oh moment though, I think we is this where we see the reveal of, of like the first time we're like, is that Angela? Or is it Ricky? Right. I mean, you start to see. I think the first reveal is really the next kill with Jude. You're right. Because you You're have right. the figure in the standing in the door. That's what it and is. And it's very, it's very unclear whether or not it, it could be Ricky, maybe. Yeah. Or it's Angela. Because those are those kind of the only two viable for a while there. Because I hadn't seen it. I was thinking, maybe it's Paul. Maybe it's Paul. Um, obviously wrong. But yeah, we first get to see our killer, who's Angela, this little, um, little kid. Who has her arch nemesis jude uh who <laughs> essentially just like humiliated the boy uh that she was making out with calling him you know every emasculating thing under, under the sun um and then is left there alone reading her magazine and we have our killer sneak up on her with a 
Curling iron. Curling iron. Now, this was this was inventive. This was I mean, you're you're kind of left to to wonder how exactly it was used. <laughs> um I think there's only one but I don't think okay, cuz it seems like she was being electrocuted a little bit, right? Yeah. With it? Um which I don't think would have happened, but it is insinuated that it is used uh, inside of her lady parts. Yeah. Um, and that's what kills her, which yeah. granted the amount that she was humiliating Angela about her uh, sexuality. It, she, this was an appropriate way for her to go, even though it was like, what, <laughs> you know, it was so absolutely. It was ludicrous. Bonkers is the only word uh, for it. It kind of made you feel icky when you're, tr- when you're trying to figure out yeah. what exactly is going on. And that's really the only, uh, intimation you can make so uh, you're, uh, yeah but jude had it coming and it's funny because we talk about her huge hair and it is the curling iron that takes her takes her down she was oof she's very hairy what a way to go very hairy girl <laughs> she was indeed and uh, moving right along then of course you have mal leader of the camp he finds meg which is really ridiculous she's been killed in that shower as discussed but not until Mel walks up to the shower does she suddenly fall out of the shower. Yeah, yeah. Perfect the timing, timing with that fall. Brilliant. Unbelievable. Uh, uh, Mel's so pissed, performance. He goes after Ricky. <laughs> Mel's performance <laughs> in this goes through so many stages of grief in one moment. Right. He's shocked. He's he's confused. I'm he's gonna get that Ricky. Angry now. Yeah. <laughs> It's absurd. And then he's like literally starts to beat down like Angela's a, cousin Ricky. Like in the like Donkey Kong. Yes. He was Donkey Kong. Yes. <laughs> Two fists down in his chest. And you're just seeing this poor boy. <laughs> <laughs> it was the weirdest Angry, attack. Ricky lives. Yeah. Ricky lives. See you <laughs> yeah. another day. Yeah. But then we know it's not Ricky because that was the only other option. Yeah, because Ricky's been removed. See Mel get arrowed through the neck. Yep. Uh, he walks, stumbles onto the archer's range. It can't be you. He sees the killer. There's no way it would be you. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So absurdly. Uh, gets into the neck. He done. Uh, and then finally, we have the two other counselors who are then, we got to go find Paul, right? They then right. start hunting for Paul. Yeah. Because Paul is missing. And as noted before, Paul was the one that well, wanted to get with Angela. Angela sets Paul up to meet him. Um, oh, that's right. Because Paul is t- me like, by the please beach. forgive me, please forgive me, please forgive me. Right. And she's like, okay, meet me. And he's like, yeah, I'll be there. And you're like, oh, brother, you are in for the surprise of your life. <laughs> um, am I mixing up movies or does she then insinuate that they're going to skinny dip or something? Does he not? Yeah, no, 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 you're right. You're right. No, I mean, I, I, I too, I'm struggling with making sure I'm not, you know, getting a lot of these movies confused. But right. uh, because- yes. She ends up naked too, yeah. because our big reveal here, in case you haven't seen it, is that uh, Angela Paul, is Paul dies. Paul dies first of all. Yes, Paul's decapitated by Angela, who is naked at this point, and the counselors find her shocked to see Paul has been decapitated, and that she has <laughs> um, a wiener. Did Paul <laughs> a wiener? Did Paul deserve that? Did Paul deserve? Um, his head. um 
He was a little pushy. He was. Yeah, he, uh, he, he first stole that first kiss in their first intimate moment. Oh yeah, and it was then real he creepy. Asks, Can I have another? She doesn't say yes, and he takes another kiss. So he wasn't. Yeah. He didn't have consent. You're right. Chop that boy's so head off. From my perspective, Paul did have it coming. All right. Uh, shocking ending, uh, yes. mostly because of beyond just the fact that it turns out that she was uh, biologically male. Mm-hmm. We then deal with the face that she makes, which is like the scariest face I've ever seen on a killer yeah. ever. Yeah. You got to use that for one of our promo images because <laughs> that <laughs> haunted me for the next couple days. Uh, it's just like it it's scarier than the Joker's grin. What, what she's yeah. doing and to have such a demure character up to that point, then be standing there, obviously having decapitated this boy uh, covered in his blood with this, like you call it a grin. It's more like, like a grin grimace combo. Yeah. It, it, it was scary. Yeah. Like it was the scariest part of the movie. Yeah. Just seeing her there. But also uh, um, I believe what's going on here is that they're, they had, did not use a real human body for that. Uh, reveal that looked like almost oh. like a weird mannequin or something you okay. know i wasn't clear what was going on there because yeah we had supposed that it was a prosthetic that was put on her yeah but no, no. i think it makes more sense if there was a mannequin yeah that would, and, and i think actor felissa more legal too to do <laughs> yeah the actor who plays angela felissa rose who bless her uh, every time you see her posted online she's doing that face for a fan and she's seems like the nicest <laughs> really? person to continue to do it yeah 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 oh that's amazing she, she uh she continues to act uh in in horror movies by the way uh she's again seems like a delight i i would love for her to make that face for us one day i oh, um so awesome <laughs> yeah i yeah i i assume that it was uh a body that was created for that reveal now we also learn in a really weird cut scene that the ants had oh, decided yeah. for a very selfish reason that she wanted a girl right. and also felt right. very theatrical. Like they may have shot that like on a stage. Uh, it did. That's why I thought it felt like Tim Burton asked this yeah, cutaway yeah. scene that was really black, white and red more than anything else. And then you have her saying, you're going to be a, a girl now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Auntie. I mean, I want a horror movie just about that ant. That Seriously. Ant they could have done super scary. Yeah. I mean, I've only seen two. We'll talk about two here. Uh, I don't know if she pops up in the latter ones because I think there's up to four, right? Yeah, four they, they continue. Um, I think they continued making them up until five. But they it, it took five years to get the Sleepaway Camp 2, which seems like a long time in the, I, uh, you know, horror world. And I'm not 100% certain, but I think there might be a different filmmaker to you at this point. Yeah. Uh, uh. Okay. Well, let's talk briefly about uh, Sleepaway Camp 2, because as you put it, this is more of a comedy horror in a, in a way. I mean, it is, yes. it's grisly as hell. This is probably the one with the highest body count, too. Yes. And as we stated kills earlier. kills everybody in like every other frame. Yeah. Boobies galore. We have Angela back now. Apparently, she's yes. been to a psych ward. She's been given all the meds. She's been cleared. And her uncle gives her a job back now, at Camp Arawak. How is how does that work? This is what I question whether he was an actual uncle or as everyone called him uncle. Oh. Because I I think he is not a like an actual. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I again, I think that's just his name. <laughs> because okay, right. w- wouldn't it make more the fun s- uncle? In, yeah. In the- 
in that he's not biological. He's just somebody should call him. Right. And I think you'd have to explain that more because Angela was raised by her aunt. Now, would that have been the uncle? I don't know. So I think well, that- Well, here's the thing. Is any of the gender sexuality stuff come up, come up at all in this no. one? No. No. It's like that That plot point is completely gone. We just have psycho Angela, who's now a counselor Although, herself. Although, wait a minute. There is a scene now that makes a lot more sense. The dude with the mullet, which- Man, is yeah. that a mullet? Asks <laughs> Angela to go swimming, and I didn't even put that together. Oh, yeah. So, so now we're referencing oh. her her one fear of swimming and two swimsuit um, problems. Right. Okay. All right. So that was really subtle, though, for being such a big reveal. Yeah. That's all we're gonna get um, because this Angela. I mean, the first one, she's getting kind of revenge on the people that are being horrible to her. Yes. And this one, she's suddenly this zealot. Or if anybody does anything morally questionable at all, they're going to die. And you know, for I mean, ultimately, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, for a good portion of this movie, I thought she was only killing females. I thought she was only going after for women. But then, they, man, it's like halfway through, we finally see right. that she kills some of the males. You get, yes, because, okay, so ultimately, you have her at the top of the movie, hit hit a girl with a branch, cut off her tongue. Yeah. Um, for essentially, she was the girl who told the story of her right. previous murders, right? So, yeah. boom, all right, maybe she's sticking with the revenge thing. But the next thing that she does is she finds two girls smoking weed, drinking booze, getting the in sisters, with boys. The she burns sisters them both her. alive. Which right? was- Jody and Brooke burned alive. <sighs> Grizzly. Yeah. yeah. Wake up to that charred corpse. Her sister? Um, really gross. <laughs> Right. But still kind of funny because the actress who plays Angela in this one, she's kind of tongue in cheek with it throughout yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, following those two girls biting it, you got this character, Mare, who flashed the boys. She's sent home, uh, and, yeah. which really means she was drilled <laughs> to death by Angela. But yeah. then finally, we do got two boys who are going to try and prank Angela. So they show up in Freddie and Jason costume. I was going to say, shout outs to other horror movies in this. This movie is like a love letter to like what came before it. Right. Freddie and Jason, and they're going to scare Angela because she has it coming, but she flips the script and yeah. she comes at them as Leatherface and uh, she kills them first, of course. Yeah, and now chainsaw. she's armed with a chainsaw. Right. Um, That's what's funny is then she goes, hangs out with the girls after she's all actually bloodied up and they think she's just toying and she's just playing right, with them. Right, right, right. Next death is probably the grossest death in all the movies we watched for this cast. And that is Allie being Oh my god, yes. Ugh. All over the piss and shite all over her. The outhouse. Drowning in grossness. Um, most disgusting. The rest are kind of almost just like run of the mill after that. You got the guitar guitar string strangle, yeah. couple stabs. Granted, the one the two characters that are nice to her, Sean and Molly when they are going to look for her and trying uh-huh. to find her. And then they find the cabin with all the dead bodies. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't hesitate well, to kill Sean, decapitate him. Time out. Yeah. So she's been collecting these bodies, which means she pulled the body right. out of the outhouse, which is like, you know what? Maybe leave that one there in your, tr- <laughs> your trophy room. Nobody's going to smell it. Oh. Right. Not like ah. it's going to. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't decapitate the nice boy. The boy that was nicer. puts his head in a TV. In the TV. Hey, look, Molly, we're watching. <laughs> Sean on TV. Um, it, it does kind of just like go off off the rails there at the end. It does. Ultimately, yeah. Molly's freaked out that she's a killer and she's 
she's chasing Molly. Molly sort of gets away. And then, of course, we have Angela who gets, she starts a hitchhike. She's trying to escape too. Yeah. Kills the person who picks her up. Kills the hitchhike. Then she now right. has a car. And then she comes upon Molly. And that's kind of where it's left. Um, was Molly's are is the chase character. It's essentially the character that she related the most with because she was the most morally pure. Um, but in the end, Angela's just hungry for blood in a way that didn't seem consistent with what we saw in Sleepaway Camp. No, no. Um, and I, and I, I too have not seen the uh, other films in this franchise. I, I would imagine mm-hmm. they went back into more of like a slasher feel instead of this this horror comedy. I could be wrong about that, but every movie has a different actor so i don't know if they're continuing the the angela storyline it's it's hard to say or is it even worth trying to find out because this movie was fun i will say it was fun for being no it absolutely was ridiculous and over the top it's still it was still fun (laughs) i'm gonna be honest i actually watched sleepaway camp 2 a couple months ago thinking it was sleepaway camp 1 and i must have missed the credits because until this week, I went back and like, oh, I watched two and not one. It really put a lot of things in perspective <laughs> for sense. me. Then I rewatched two um, and it made more sense. Yes, absolutely. Um, the other one we both have watched this week was Stage Fright, which is 2014 uh, horror comedy, kind of, yeah. right? Wouldn't you say? Uh, musical horror comedy yeah. that had two killers involved in it. And um, it was set at a musical theater camp. And I'm going to give this movie credit for having the most impacting kill. The first one. Yeah. And that's when Minnie Driver, who is a uh, Broadway uh, uh, actress who's essentially playing the role of the the lead female in Phantom of the Opera. It's like a alternate version of Phantom of the Opera. Um, she, I guess, is a very promiscuous character. Yes. On a lot of people. We learned that backstage in her green room or whatever. Yeah. Well, we assume this person that kills her at the beginning, who's wearing an interesting kind of like, it's like a phantom mask, but it's not half the mask. It's just a whole, whole, whole white mask right. over her face. Um, kind of feigns to be one of her lovers and is behind her. And she's like, oh, we can't do this now. Gets into it, turns <laughs> around, and then she gets a knife in the neck multiple times because she's a singer, right? So at yeah. this point, it kind of actually had some relevance, some context. But then the last stab like went, into her mouth in the most yeah. gruesome way uh, that I've ever seen, like a face a face stab before. Mini Driver really really took it there. She yeah, and of course there was insinuation there too in the way that she died, yeah. which often happens. But then fast forward ten years, we have her daughter and son who were there that night and saw her perform, who are now ultimately the cooks at this musical theater camp, which I don't remember the name of the camp. I don't either. Sure uh, I will defined. say though, one of the weirdest intros um, to, to, to a camp are all the camp members singing like we're gay. Right. Is that the song? That was a singing? very strange beginning. Yes. We're gay. We're all, we're all gay. Some of us are in gay in that way. Some of us are just gay happy. Yeah. What uh, the hell? It was really strange. It didn't. It seemed unnecessary. That's something we talked about. This might have been a better movie without the musical component. To right. It. I think the premise is actually pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't need the music. Well, I, 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 I think if it would have been better uh, songs, like if they wrote actual right. better musical songs, 
I love the idea of, have you ever seen um, Anna and the Apocalypse? I have not. Which is a really great horror musical. It's, um, yeah, I mean, if you can do it and do it right. This one, I think, lacked, they they, they did the bare minimum of just creating songs. Like, musicals have to be catchy and fun, but this this is really lost me. They had Meatloaf, and they needed meatloaf to sing well yeah i bet so, you he wouldn't that was the main point of having music and he was great honestly he was the i best love watching part. meatloaf same he was so fun to watch he's so fun in everything that he watches r.i.p meatloaf i know you have some problematic views but you are a delight to watch on screen um and in this case we might as well give it away because we're getting toward the end of this cast yeah here. uh he's the first killer so he was having a relationship with their mother, Minnie Driver. And was upset. But she was sleeping with other guys. Yeah. So he's getting revenge on her. Little uh, does the audience know until the end, her son was there in the room Terrible. with them when he killed her. And he essentially says, you forget this. You don't tell anybody. So then when he then hires <sighs> them, because he was a big producer. So after his right. top client got murdered even though he's the one that essentially sabotaged his own career yeah he he, he killed was his, relegated to right he literally he killed, killed his, his own career, own career. Along with his girlfriend <laughs> yes so now he has to have this musical theater summer camp for his livelihood um and he really needs his broadway has, friend to show up <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah it felt like a waiting for Wait, goffman moment waiting for goffman that, that's on, exactly right his name on the chair yeah uh, but of course, it turns out to be then her son at the end who's been corrupted. And he has these cutaways while he's doing his kills where he's in his own little room in this. It's like a kabuki version of Fan of the Opera. Yeah. And he's doing this heavy metal like riffs on his own yeah. about how they're all stupid. I hate all these people. Uh, they're all going to get it. And it was ridiculous. Yes. I hated those cutaway moments. It's terrible. The only thing that justified it to me is that I was um, informed that happens in Phantom of the Opera. He has his breakaway moments. So they were trying to emulate the structure of Phantom of the Opera in this one. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, give you a sense of where that character was coming well, what from. Well, what did you think about his kills? Because at first one, is it the director was on stage where the, like, the light like uh, – stabs his foot like into decent. the ground yeah he, i thought they did he, like rips the foot away too that was pretty gruesome yes they, the light bulb in the mouth though that uh, was subsequent to the yeah. foot, foot rip when they shoved because this guy was a sleazer you wanted to see this the director oh, terrible of the play terrible who essentially was deciding who was going to be the lead based on who slept with him and <sighs> she she almost gives it up right before she dies I wasn't clear on whether or not she had given it up. That no, wasn't I don't clear. Think, yeah. Is it just dry humping? Because it was not totally clear. Nevertheless, beyond the foot getting ripped off, he then has a light bulb that is plugged in, shoved into his mouth, and cracked, and he zapped. Yeah. This movie so badly wanted to be Scream, and they wanted it, they wanted yeah. that killer to be, you know, Ghostface from Scream, and it just didn't work. No. Uh, I think musically it's all over the place uh you know from the musical songs like we're gay to the heavy metal stuff it just doesn't doesn't work well together i did not like that being said production wise it's pretty it looks nice throughout the whole thing some money was put Um, into this and i wasn't distracted by any performances you know in terms of like no good point good point campy there was campiness i will say some of the song like some of the singers like the the other girl who's competing I, i didn't i was taken out when she was like trying to sing sing the lead vocals 
I just don't yeah. think she was a very strong singer. It's, and that, no, that to me is like, well, now, now you've just made the director even worse because it's very clear right. that Minnie Driver's just daughter up. should be the lead. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I uh, won't recommend. It this sounds movie. like you really struggled with this one. I actually, I enjoyed it. Maybe I was just watching it at the wrong time. I agree with everything you said. I'm glad I watched it. I'm not going to watch it again, but it was its own thing. You know, it was that's, its own beast and entirely. I think that's why I, I really wanted to like it because I, I just love that idea. Like, if you could pull off uh, a summer camp movie that's a musical theater camp there. They, they missed a lot of opportunities mm-hmm. there to really lean right. into making fun of theater people, which we can do. But the thing <laughs> that bothered me was that there was really no summer camp aspect to this. You know, no. I mean, they just said yeah, it was not. at a summer camp. Really? It could have just yes. been community theater and I would have totally bought that agree. too. I, I didn't. It was the buy. only thing where it worked was that it was his livelihood. The summer camp was his livelihood, and yeah. him making sure to brush all the the deaths under the rug so that he could keep the performance alive and to right. bring his buddy from Broadway in there to watch. Then Kylie Swanson, or is it? No, no, no. Who is it? Who's our main lead here? Camilla. Yeah. Watch Camilla, yeah, Camilla. the daughter of Minnie Driver's character re uh do her part like do the part that she was killed in yeah because essentially she was then going to be his money ticket his way back into it right so in that sense it did make sense but yeah we don't get any of the standard camp tropes that we would be hoping to see yeah other was, than maybe the mess hall scene right that's it right 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 yeah i think i just i i was rooting for this movie and it just didn't do it for me unfortunately that's fair yeah i thought it was mediocre yeah but there's two more we each watched and had we didn't get a chance to both watch these ones you watched summer camp yes i watched cub tell me why or why not i should watch summer camp okay summer camp has really good pacing this is about (laughs) four american teens and i'm saying teens in quotes because the actors who are playing these teenagers really are in like their 30s um (laughs) jocelyn donahue who i love um you oh gosh i can't think of the name like some of her uh movies uh the jocelyn donahue do you know her have you seen i i haven't heard the name no um there's a movie that i actually love i mean she was in the most recent dr sleep but uh, okay. the House of the Devil. Oh, is she the one with the top hat? No. Is she the main villain? Okay. No. Um, but it, it, if you've never seen The House of the Devil, check that out. That's a Ty West okay. film. She's great in that. And I really don't think that her performance, um, I don't know, maybe it just wasn't directed well because I think she could have stood out a little bit better in this film about these four teenagers yeah. who go over to Spain to help open a summer camp. This is like the week leading up to it. Um, Now, the thing about this movie is that it has some inventive ideas. It's not a zombie movie, but it's a virus that has been transmitted. We think it's, it's in the animals and then it ends up spoiler alert. It's, it's the water in in the, in the camp that, that infects you but not permanently. So you're like 20 minutes of like this rabid human. And I thought that was a cool idea. I don't necessarily think of this. I mean, this kind of has the same problems if we're saying it's a summer camp movie because the kids don't even show up till the very end. Um, Again, I think I just spoiled it for most people. It's like I said, (laughs) it's got good pacing and it is a fun ride. 
but um yeah i mean i think i gave it two out of five stars just because uh it, it it's it's not complete. It, it has moments. How about yeah? How it's about got the, fun uh, kill, moments. Kill factor. The kill factors are um, they're just fine. They they I think those maybe could have been better. You know, I think those okay. could have been more fun. Uh, I don't know. Again, I think I I I put this on the list because it's called summer camp, but it's really just about these right. four people who are struggling with the virus. Um, there were moments okay. where kind of right. reminded me of um, cabin fever. Eli Roth's cabin fever. Yes. Which is a great movie. It's so good. It doesn't quite qualify as summer camp. No, it doesn't. But that's kind of what I'm saying. I have saying. seen it on lists, though, interestingly enough. Oh, for really? summer camp movies. And they that's, just admit, no. it's not summer camp, but we're putting it on the list. That's a Cabin in the Woods uh, movie. No, yes. but that, that's what I'm getting at, though. Like, this movie, Summer Camp, also shouldn't really be classified as a camp movie. But okay. it was a fun ride. Nice. Well, Cub, which is a 2014 Belgian uh, summer camp in a way that these other ones aren't. It isn't a fixed location. We have a cub, like a Boy Scout troop, cool, who's going out on a camping trip themselves. See, that's a great. Um, they're initially supposed to go to. It's it, yeah, it's unique. It's a unique premise. You initially supposed to go to this one location, but that's been denied to them. So they have to move over to where they hadn't expected to camp. They camped out in this land that happens to be where uh, there used to be like a factory. A lot of people have lost their jobs. So there's kind of like this kind of ominous vibe to the locals around the area. Anyways, you have your three counselors, I guess you will, or like lead troop people, two guys, one girl. Of course, there's a relationship between one of the guys and the girl and the other one who has a dog who's just a complete jerk. He's abusive to the kids. Um, But there's the there's this one kid, uh, Sam, who is part of the troop. And it's his first time going on a camping adventure. He's just joined the Boy Scouts or whatever. He has a troubled past. And his adoptive mother had kind of like talked the one nice male uh, troop leader to bring him on. So he's always kind of defensive of this kid who's getting picked on. Of course, our themes are bullying and fitting in a lot in this one. This poor kid, Sam, is getting picked on left and right. But they tell the the entire troop this story about Kai, who's the werewolf who lives in this woods. That's cool. So needless to say, things start disappearing Um, and the dog is kidnapped and everyone's blaming Sam for this because they think he's just like this, this rapscallion who's causing trouble. But Sam has now seen Kai, but Kai is a feral kid that lives in the forest. I love that. Who's is, I guess it's his dad. There's a male figure that has apparently been taking care of him. Uh, who's essentially a people poacher. He hunts people. It was kind of like Craven the hunter esque, where he has set all these, like mouse traps, ridiculously Rube Goldberg sort of <laughs> devices in the forest for people to come across and get murdered. So much fun! I highly suggest this if you can if you can watch a, ho- a foreign horror um, because the deaths are phenomenal in this. There's one involving uh, a tree that I don't want to give away. I want people to just go right. and see this movie because I think it's something that flew under the radar and. Uh, it, it, it's it's not a happy ending. Let's put it that way. It has one of these endings that kind of leaves you like, whoa, my goodness. <laughs> Those that are some of the best not endings. not what I anticipated happening. Yes. Uh, it was great, and it was well executed as well. I'm, I'm a big fan of Cub. That's great to hear. I, I was, you know, when we started this, uh, I, I, I've known about that movie. I guess I just didn't know what it was about. But when we were talking about, like, the start of this, 
one of the things that came to mind, I'm like, you don't see a lot of like Boy Scout, Girl Scout horror movies, which I think. Right. Um, yeah. That's sort of perfect. It's just, it's, it's like, it's why hasn't yeah, it been done for or it. done more? Yeah. I mean, some might say Moonrise Kingdom is a little horror. That's true. I'm kidding. There was actually one girl in in the troupe. Um, I guess that's why they had to have that one girl leader, too. There was yeah. only one girl. That makes which sense, Which most though. of the kids, with the exception of Sam, really don't have a lot to do. Um, but nevertheless, it, it, it was well done. And finally, before we completely end this... Let's just mention some of these comedy horrors that are definitely worth a shot. Maybe we'll have to do our own cast on, on these down the line because we're already well over an hour. Uh, these are two uh, of my favorite um, horror movies from like the last like 10 years. I, I think um, they're very inventive in, in, in the way that, you know, kind of like how, what is his name? Chris, um, like the um, the Happy Death Day movies, you know, you're kind of like, taking the genre a little bit further in, in a new way. Right. Um, you're getting the meta on. They're getting yeah, their meta Yeah, they're getting your meta on, but you're, you're also using, like, the tropes well enough. So, mm-hmm. so one of the movies we're talking about is You Might Be the Killer, which um, yeah. Fran Kranz, who, if you're a horror fan, you love him from um so cabin, in, cabin the in the woods, woods. yeah he's just Which is an interesting role for him because he's i don't see him as the stoner type no. but he pulled it off he, because yeah, everything he, i'd seen him in prior he's like nerdy sort yeah. of sciencey yeah yeah and he did he did great in, in cabin in the woods so much so where i think he proves that he could kind of steal the show and and he does yeah. that in this movie which is uh a summer camp uh and these moments of murders keep happening and he's isn't he he's talking to like his best friend who's working at the video store Chuck. yeah Allison Hannigan Allison Hannigan he's great and she starts are you sure you're not the killer and then he's he's got <laughs> right. this memory loss stuff but right. when you out. when you really look at this movie it's like they took Jim Carrey's The Mask and made a horror movie yes. in a, in a summer you. camp that's what it is yeah that, that's what that's it is exactly what it is uh, and it works. It oh, works. I, love I, it I really it. enjoyed watching that film. And I and I laughed a lot during it because it's really self-aware, obviously, yes. which is ironic considering he's not aware of what he's doing. Right. Um, in the same vein, I might like this other one a little bit better. Final Girls. Yeah. With our lead, Tysa Farmiga, 2015. Um, you have this this character, Tysa, Max Cartwright, whose mom was a horror queen. Yeah. She had been in the horror movies, recently has passed away, but people still associate her with her mom and want her to go to like a, a what is it? A rewatch. It was like a, a revival of yeah, her initial yeah, horror movie. Exactly. Um, to go watch her mom essentially die on screen with an audience and then do a Q and a afterwards. Well, awesomely the entire theater catches on fire and the only escape for her is through the screen through the mo- or into the movie, into the movie. So she gets to go into the horror movie that her mom is in, but her mom's obviously in character, doesn't know right. that that's her daughter. And she becomes part of the plot and it loops in interesting ways if the plot yeah. doesn't go a certain way. Um, and you have great supporting cast with Adam Devine and Thomas Middleditch. I was going to say, this is one of my favorite. Joyously. Oh, one of my favorite horror casts right here. I mean, Angela Trimber. I mean, you've got some great comedic actors like Thomas Middleditch and, and, um, uh, 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 was Aaliyah Shawkat from um, Aaliyah Shawkat from Arrested, Arrested Development? Development. Yeah. Yes, yeah. This cast worked really well together. 
Um, oh, it was it's hilarious. And even yeah. like uh the, the character Vicky Summers is so funny in it because she does the kind of this parody of the the sex bomb character in <laughs> yeah, it. And yeah, everything she does is so funny. Uh I ha- yeah, it's 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 a must-see for horror fans across the board. The, the killer's fun too. The killer is like relentless, sort of Jason Michael Myers hybrid. Yeah. Uh can't go wrong. And then finally. Unless you want to speak more to that, we just wanted to bring up how how well Adam's family values <laughs> does camp at Camp Chippewa and the subversion of the usual Thanksgiving oh. play by Wednesday and Pugsley, uh, or or she. I mean, we don't know for sure, but she might have murdered the camp counselors <laughs> because at the end they are over a fire being turned like a you know a pig on a what is it? What do you call that? A roast like a, a, a spit. A roast, yeah. Yes, a spit. Yeah. Um, so she might have killed them. She, I'm not sure if you see a subsequent scene with essentially the actor who plays actress who plays Harmony in Buffy. Right. Is like this really prim and proper blonde girl who's the mean one, the mean girl. And she seems like she was about to be uh, burned at the stake, too. I can't remember if you see her afterwards, but the insinuation is there, at least momentarily. And yeah. it's really dark because you have, you know, a kid doing all this. So. Love Adam Sandler values. I think I like it better than the first one. I think so too. It's just so much fun, and the first one relies too heavily on the like the mystery of, uh, of uh, uh, yeah. I I um I think that's a that's an excellent point. You know what? What I want to do now, um, after having watched all of these great camp slasher movies, is revisit the the summer camp uh, season of American Horror Story. Oh, you know, that'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. 84, 1984, 1984. Yeah. That is such a strange season too. Yes. It really goes in so many different directions. Yeah. Uh, including that one serial killer from LA too pops up. Yes. In it. Yes. Yeah, there, it, it does a lot. It does a lot. <laughs> yeah. That, that might be another good one toward the end of the summer. To, to nice companion piece to, to this. Yeah. Well, but all in all, I mean, we're dealing with with your usual themes in summer camp survival, fitting in storytelling and legacy. There's always pranks, pranks across the board. You got coming prank. of age and you can't have a camp horror without hypersexualization. That's right. <laughs> oh, and bigotry. And bigotry. <laughs> and yes. bigotry. Certain, um, certainly some other. Yeah. Lucy niblets. Well, um, but we're going to be off next week, right? Yes, I am going to summer camp. Uh, no, I am going <laughs> to a cabin in the woods <laughs> just to oh, unplug. Wow. Uh, yeah, it'll be nice to to uh, not have Internet, you know, for a week. And then after that, we That'd will be, be revisiting cool. with some um, Sharktastic. Uh, Shark Week. Shark I think actually week. Shark Week is this week. But for those who are, are like going through withdrawals, you're going to have ours to come yeah. back with this upcoming week of Shark Week. Subsequent week, we're going to bring you that those shark movie cast. Excellent. So thank you for tuning and in. Until then, stay alive. Stay alive.